Hare Krishna. This is a reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, Third Canto, Chapter 28, Texts 8 through 19. Initial Instructions of Hatha Yoga Practice and Meditation on the Paramatma or Supersoul. Text 8. The Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Kapiladev, continued. After controlling one's mind and sitting postures, one should spread a seat in a secluded and sanctified place. Sit there in an easy posture, keeping the body erect, and practice breath control. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. Sitting in an easy posture is called Svasti Samasina. It is recommended in the Yoga scripture that one should put the soles of the feet between the two thighs and ankles and sit straight. That posture will help one to concentrate his mind on the Supreme Personality of Godhead. This very process is also recommended in Bhagavad Gita. Sixth chapter. It is further suggested that one sit in a secluded, sanctified spot. The seat should consist of deerskin and kusha grass topped with cotton. Text 9. The yogi should clear the passage of vital air by breathing in the following manner. First, he should inhale very deeply, then hold the breath in, then finally exhale. Or, reversing the process, the yogi can first exhale, then hold the breath outside, and finally inhale. This is done so that the mind may become steady and free from external disturbances. Report by Srila Prabhupada. These breathing exercises are performed to control the mind and fix it on the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Savai Manak Krishna Padara Vindayo. The devotee Maharaj Ambarish fixed his mind on the lotus feet of Krishna 24 hours a day. The process of Krishna consciousness is to chant Hare Krishna and to hear the sound attentively so that the mind is fixed upon the transcendental vibration of Krishna's name, which is not different from Krishna, the personality. The real purpose of controlling the mind by the prescribed method of clearing the passage of life air is achieved immediately if one fixes his mind directly on the lotus feet of Krishna. The Hatha Yoga system, or breathing system, is especially recommended for those who are very absorbed in the concept of bodily existence. But one who can perform the simple process of chanting Hare Krishna can fix the mind more easily. Three different activities are recommended for clearing the passage of breath. Poraka, Kumbhaka, and Rechaka. Inhaling the breath is called puraka. Sustaining it within is called kumbhaka. 
and finally exhaling it is called rechika. These recommended processes can also be performed in the reverse order. After exhaling, one can keep the air outside for some time and then inhale. The nerves through which inhalation and exhalation are conducted are technically called idha and pingala. The ultimate purpose of clearing the idha and pingala passages is to divert the mind from material enjoyment. As stated in Bhagavad Gita, one's mind is his enemy and one's mind is also his friend. Its position varies according to the different dealings of the living entity. If we divert our mind to thoughts of material enjoyment, then our mind becomes an enemy. And if we concentrate our mind on the lotus feet of Krishna, then our mind is a friend. By this yoga system of Puraka, Kumbhaka, and Rechika, or by directly fixing the mind on the sound vibration of Krishna, or on the form of Krishna, the same purpose is achieved. In Bhagavad Gita, it is said that one must practice the breathing exercises, abhyasa yoga yuktena. By virtue of these processes of control, the mind cannot wander to external thoughts, tetasa nanya gamina. Thus, one can fix his mind constantly on the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and attain him, yati. Practicing the yoga system of exercise and breath control is very difficult for a person in this age. And therefore, Lord Chaitanya recommended kirtanaya sadahadi. One should always chant the holy name of the Supreme Lord Krishna, because Krishna is the most suitable name of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The name of Krishna and the Supreme Person Krishna are non-different. Therefore, if one concentrates his mind on hearing and chanting Hare Krishna, the same result is achieved. Text 10 The yogis who practice such breathing exercises are very soon freed from all mental disturbances, just as gold, put into a fire and fanned with air, becomes freed from all impurities. Purport by Śrīla Prabhupāda This process of purifying the mind is also recommended by Lord Chaitanya. He says that one should chant Hare Krishna he further says, Param Vijayate, all glories to Sri Krishna Sankirtan. All glories are given to the chanting of the holy names of Krishna, because as soon as one begins this process of chanting, the mind becomes purified. Cheto Darpana Marjanam. By chanting the holy name of Krishna, one is cleansed of the dirt that accumulates in the mind. One can purify the mind either by the breathing process or by the chanting process, just as one can purify gold by putting it in fire and fanning it with a bellows. 
Text 11. By practicing the process of pranayam, one can eradicate the contamination of his physiological condition, and by concentrating the mind, one can become freed from all sinful activities. By restraining the senses, one can free himself from material association. And by meditating on the Supreme Personality of Godhead, one can become freed from the three modes of material attachment. Purport by Srila Prabhupada According to Ayurvedic medical science, the three items, kapha, pitta, and vayu, phlegm, bile, and air, maintain the physiological condition of the body. Modern medical science does not accept this physiological analysis as valid, but the ancient Ayurvedic process of treatment is based upon these three items. Ayurvedic treatment concerns itself with the cause of these elements, which are mentioned in many places in the Bhagavatam, as the basic conditions of the body. Here it is recommended that by practicing the breathing process of pranayama, one can be released from the contamination created by the principal physiological elements. By concentrating the mind, one can become freed from sinful activities. And by withdrawing the senses, one can free himself from material association. Ultimately, one has to meditate on the Supreme Personality of Godhead in order to be elevated to the transcendental position where he is no longer affected by the three modes of material nature. It is also confirmed in Bhagavad Gita that one who engages himself in unalloyed devotional service at once becomes transcendental to the three modes of nature and immediately realizes his identification with Brahman. Sagunan samatityaitan brahmabhuyaya kalpate. For every item in the yoga system, there is a parallel activity in bhakti yoga. But the practice of bhakti yoga is easier for this age. What was introduced by Lord Chaitanya is not a new interpretation. Bhakti yoga is a feasible process that begins with chanting and hearing. Bhakti yoga and other yogas have as their ultimate goal the same personality of Godhead. But one is practical and the others are difficult. One has to purify his physiological condition by concentration and by restraint of the senses. Then he can fix his mind upon the Supreme Personality of Godhead. That is called Samadhi. Text 12. When the mind is perfectly purified by this practice of yoga, one should concentrate on the tip of the nose with half-closed eyes and see the form of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. 
It is clearly mentioned here that one has to meditate upon the expansion of Vishnu. The word kastam refers to paramatma, the expansion of the expansion of Vishnu. Bhagavata refers to Lord Vishnu, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Supreme Godhead is Krishna. From him comes the first expansion, Baladev. And from Baladev comes Sankarshan, Aniruddha, and many other forms, followed by the Purusha avatars. As mentioned in the previous verses, Purusarchanam, this Purusha is represented as the Paramatma, or Supersoul. A description of the Supersoul, upon whom one must meditate, will be given in the following verses. In this verse, it is clearly stated that one must meditate by fixing the vision on the tip of the nose and concentrating one's mind on the Kala, or plenary expansion of Vishnu. Text 13 The Supreme Personality of Godhead has a cheerful, lotus-like countenance, with ruddy eyes like the interior of a lotus, and a swarthy body like the petals of a blue lotus. He bears a conch, discus, and mace in three of his hands. Purport by Srila Prabhupada it is definitely recommended herein that one concentrate his mind upon the form of Vishnu. There are twelve different forms of Vishnu, which are described in teachings of Lord Chaitanya. One cannot concentrate his mind on anything void or impersonal. The mind should be fixed on the personal form of the Lord, whose attitude is cheerful, as described in this verse. Bhagavad Gita states that meditation on the impersonal or void features is very troublesome to the meditator. Those who are attached to the impersonal or void features of meditation have to undergo a difficult process because we are not accustomed to concentrating our minds upon anything impersonal. Actually, such concentration is not even possible. Bhagavad Gita also confirms that one should concentrate his mind on the Personality of Godhead. The color of the Personality of Godhead, Krishna, is described here as Nidot Paladala, meaning that it is like that of a lotus flower, with petals tinted blue and white. People always ask why Krishna is blue. The color of the Lord has not been imagined by an artist. It is described in authoritative scripture. In Brahma Samhita also, the color of Krishna's body is compared to that of a bluish cloud. The color of the Lord is not poetical imagination. There are authoritative descriptions in the Brahma Samhita, Srimad Bhagavatam, Bhagavad Gita, and many of the Puranas of the Lord's body, his weapons, and all other paraphernalia. The Lord's appearance is described here as Padma Garbanu Rikshanam. His eyes resemble the inside of a lotus flower. 
and in his four hands he holds the four symbols, conch shell, discus, mace, and lotus. Text 14. His loins are covered by shining cloth, yellowish like the filaments of a lotus. On his breast he bears the mark of Srivats, a curl of white hair. The brilliant Kastuba gem is suspended from his neck. Purport by Srila Prabhupada the exact color of the garment of the Supreme Lord is described as saffron yellow, just like the pollen of a lotus flower. The kastuba gem hanging on his chest is also described. His neck is beautifully decorated with jewels and pearls. The Lord is full in six opulences, one of which is wealth. He is very richly dressed with valuable jewels which are not visible within this material world. Text 15 He also wears around his neck a garland of attractive sylvan flowers and a swarm of bees, intoxicated by its delicious fragrance, hums about that garland. He is further superbly adorned with a pearl necklace a crown, and pairs of armlets, bracelets, and anklets. Purport by Srila Prabhupada From this description, it appears that the flower garland of the Supreme Personality of Godhead is fresh. Actually, in Vaikuntha, or the spiritual sky, there is nothing but freshness. Even the flowers picked from the trees and plants remain fresh, for everything in the spiritual sky retains its originality and does not fade. The fragrance of the flowers picked from the trees and made into garlands does not fade, for both the trees and the flowers are spiritual. When the flower is taken from the tree, it remains the same. It does not lose its aroma. The bees are equally attracted to the flowers whether they are on the garland or on the trees. The significance of spirituality is that everything is eternal and inexhaustible. Everything taken from everything remains everything. Or, as has been stated, in the spiritual world, one minus one equals one, and one plus one equals one. The bees hum around the fresh flowers, and their sweet sound is enjoyed by the Lord. The Lord's bangles, necklace, crown, and anklets are all bedecked with invaluable jewels. Since the jewels and pearls are spiritual, there is no material calculation of their value. Text 16 his loins and hips encircled by a girdle, he stands on the lotus of his devotee's heart. He is most charming to look at, and his serene aspect gladdens the eyes and souls of the devotees who behold him.
purport by Srila Prabhupada. The word darshani yatmanam, which is used in this verse, means that the Lord is so beautiful that the devotee yogi does not wish to see anything else. His desire to see beautiful objects is completely satisfied by the sight of the Lord. In the material world, we want to see beauty, but the desire is never satisfied. Because of material contamination, all the propensities we feel in the material world are ever unsatisfied. But when our desire to see, hear, touch, etc., are dovetailed for the satisfaction of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, they are on the level of the topmost perfection. Although the Supreme Personality of Godhead in his eternal form is so beautiful and pleasing to the heart of the devotee, he does not attract the impersonalists who want to meditate on his impersonal aspect. Such impersonal meditation is simply fruitless labor. The actual yogis, with half-closed eyes, fix on the form of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, not upon anything void or impersonal. Text 17 The Lord is eternally very beautiful, and he is worshipable by all inhabitants of every planet. He is ever youthful and always eager to bestow his blessings upon his devotees. Purport by Srila Prabhupada The word Sarva Loka Namaskritam means that he is worshipable by everyone on every planet. There are innumerable planets in this material world and innumerable planets in the spiritual world as well. On each planet, there are innumerable inhabitants who worship the Lord, for the Lord is worshipable by all but the impersonalists. The Supreme Lord is very beautiful. The word shasvat is significant. It is not that he appears beautiful to the devotee, but is ultimately impersonal. Shasvat means ever-existing. That beauty is not temporary. It is ever-existing. He is always youthful. In the Brahma Samhita 5.33, it is also stated, Advaitam achutam anadam anantarupam adyam parana purusham navayovanam cha. He is one without a second, yet although he is the original person, he never appears old. He always appears as an ever-fresh, blooming youth. The Lord's facial expression always indicates that he is ready to show his favor and benediction to the devotees. For the non-devotees, however, he is silent. As stated in the Bhagavad Gita, Although he acts equally to everyone because he is the Supreme Personality of Godhead and because all living entities are his sons, he is especially inclined to those engaged in his devotional service. The same fact is confirmed here. 
is always anxious to show favor to the devotees. Just as the devotees are always eager to render service unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the Lord is also very eager to bestow benediction upon the pure devotees. Text 18. The glory of the Lord is always worth singing, for his glories enhance the glories of his devotees. One should therefore meditate upon the Supreme Personality of Godhead and upon his devotees. One should meditate on the eternal form of the Lord until the mind becomes fixed. Purport one has to fix his mind on the Supreme Personality of Godhead constantly. When one is accustomed to thinking of one of the innumerable forms of the Lord, Krishna, Vishnu, Ram, Narayan, etc., he has reached the perfection of yoga. This is confirmed in the Brahma Samhita. A person who has developed pure love for the Lord and whose eyes are smeared with the ointment of transcendental loving exchange, always sees within his heart the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The devotees especially see the Lord in the beautiful blackish form of Shama Sundar. That is the perfection of yoga. This yoga system should be continued until the mind does not vacillate for a moment. Om Tad Vishnu Paramam Padam Sada Pashyanti Surayo. The form of Vishnu is the highest individuality and is always visible to sages and saintly persons. The same purpose is served when a devotee worships the form of the Lord in the temple. There is no difference between devotional service in the temple and meditation on the form of the Lord, since the form of the Lord is the same whether he appears within the mind or in some concrete element. There are eight kinds of forms recommended for the devotees to see. The forms may be made out of sand, clay, wood, or stone. They may be contemplated within the mind or made of jewels, metal, or painted colors. But all the forms are of the same value. It is not that one who meditates on the form within the mind sees differently from one who worships the form in the temple. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is absolute, and there is therefore no difference between the two. The impersonalists, who desire to disregard the eternal form of the Lord, imagine some round figure. They especially prefer the omkar, which also has form. In Bhagavad Gita, it is stated that Omkar is the letter form of the Lord. Similarly, there are statue forms and painting forms of the Lord. Another significant word in this verse is Ponya Shloka Yashashkaram. The devotee is called Ponya Shloka. As one becomes purified by chanting the holy name of the Lord, 
so one can become purified simply by chanting the name of a holy devotee. The pure devotee of the Lord and the Lord himself are non-different. It is sometimes feasible to chant the name of a holy devotee. This is a very sanctified process. Lord Chaitanya was once chanting the holy name of the gopis when his students criticized him. Why are you chanting the names of the gopis? Why not Krishna? Lord Chaitanya was irritated by this criticism, and so there was some misunderstanding between him and his students. He wanted to chastise them for desiring to instruct him on the transcendental process of chanting. The beauty of the Lord is that the devotees who are connected with his activities are also glorified. Arjuna, Prahlad, Janaka Maharaj, Bali Maharaj, and many other devotees were not even in the renounced order of life, but were householders. Some of them, such as Prahlad Maharaj and Bali Maharaj, were born of demoniac families. Prahlad Maharaj's father was a demon, and Bali Maharaj was the grandson of Prahlad Maharaj. But still, they have become famous because of their association with the Lord. Anyone who is eternally associated with the Lord is glorified with the Lord. The conclusion is that a perfect yogi should always be accustomed to seeing the form of the Lord. And unless the mind is fixed in that way, he should continue practicing yoga. Text 19 Thus, always merged in devotional service, the yogi visualizes the Lord standing, moving, lying down, or sitting within him. For the pastimes of the Supreme Lord are always beautiful and attractive. Purport by Srila Prabhupada The process of meditating on the form of the Supreme Personality of Godhead within one's self and the process of chanting the glories and pastimes of the Lord are the same. The only difference is that hearing and fixing the mind on the pastimes of the Lord is easier than visualizing the form of the Lord within one's heart. Because as soon as one begins to think of the Lord, especially in this age, the mind becomes disturbed. And due to so much agitation, the process of seeing the Lord within the mind is interrupted. When there is sound vibrated, Praising the transcendental pastimes of the Lord, however, one is forced to hear. That hearing process enters into the mind, and the practice of yoga is automatically performed. For example, even a child can hear and derive the benefit of meditating on the pastimes of the Lord simply by listening to a reading from the Bhagavatam that describes the Lord as he is going to the pasturing grounds with his cows and friends. Hearing includes applying the mind. In this age of Kali Yuga, Lord Chaitanya has recommended that one should always engage in chanting and hearing Bhagavad Gita. The Lord also says that the Mahatmas, or great souls, always engage in this process of chanting the glories of the Lord. And just by hearing 
others derive the same benefit. Yoga necessitates meditation on the transcendental pastimes of the Lord, whether he is standing, moving, lying down, etc. Chapter 